Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast After Dark, your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. It's uh, it's a late Monday evening, daylight savings time, killing it over here. We're <laughs> going to talk about Elden Ring, a good nighttime game to talk about mm-hmm. After Dark. Yeah, it's a good game to play while you're unwinding before bed. Yeah, so um, before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K, Dave Steele, and Corey Z for their contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Uh, I don't know what we're really going to talk about today in the side quest, but probably like Space Coke and uh, Lemon Kit Kats and <laughs> tacos and I don't know, all kinds of stuff like that. We talk a lot a lot about food and drink and snacks and uh, sometimes vacations. That is the extent of our side questing. Sometimes we throw in a video game topic, but it's not super often. It's, yeah, it's rare. <laughs> um, it's meant to be like not video game related, sort of, yes. or video yeah, because, game adjacent. I mean, let's face it, we talk enough about video games on our actual podcast. True. Yeah. So, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers.com slash... Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, MidwestGamers at gmail.com. Okay, need to pay attention to what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe to our Twitch channel, and we get like f- a couple of bucks uh, that we take away from Jeff Bezos, so he can no longer fly into space. And uh, yeah, because we want him to die on this planet with us. Two, two, $2.50 at a time. Yep. So you can help. You could, you could also assist in keeping him grounded. <laughs> so, no more Alex. space dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No more space dicks. Down with the space dicks, Alex. Any bumpers for the network? Yes. Um. So horror movie yearbook this week. I will be sitting in on a commentary of Friday the Tur- Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. Never heard of that It's the Irish one. Friday the Thirteenth. Three D. And we're going to watch it in three D on my three D television. Uh, that should be fun. So please that look for great. that this, uh, this Friday, which I don't believe it's an 18th. It's not the 13th, unfortunately, but we'll, we'll take what we can get. Um, fans of video games can look this Wednesday, the 16th for a bonus episode, because I have had the opportunity to play tunic before its release. Uh, and the embargo is up that day. So please stay tuned for that. I'm excited to uh, to talk about Tunic. It should be a lot of fun. And then um, if all goes well, it's, I think it's pretty much confirmed at this point, but who knows? They could pull it at the last moment. Uh, I'm hoping to be on DLC again this coming Sunday with uh, Jeff Kanata and Christian Spicer. So please keep an eye out for that as well. I uh, would love to have some of the people that listen to this show go check theirs out. Uh, not that they need that much help because they are much bigger than us, but I appreciate the opportunity to also, uh, talk about tunic with them too. So it should be a good time. 
Can't talk about Tunic too much yet. Not going to on this episode. Been playing a lot of it, but I uh, look forward to more about that later this week. Sweet. Cool. Um, I haven't played anything other than Elden Ring. I've got like 45 hours logged, and I'm level like 60. So, nice. Um, I have I have eight hours logged. I believe I'm like level twenty three, twenty two. Okay. Um, I've done nothing. I found two of those seeds to make more flasks. <laughs> I've uh, gotten a couple of um, uh, what are they called? Charms that aren't useful at all because okay. I don't use those weapons. Um. I've beaten a few bosses in caves that I needed to beat to get those charms. And it was fun to explore and find those bosses. And also, like, those bosses aren't hard, so they're ones that I can beat because they're not really bosses. Um, I've tried to fight Margit about 35 million times. <laughs> it's gone poorly 34,999,999. Thousand nine hundred ninety nine times. It almost went well one time. <laughs> it was like there was like it was less than I had him like five percent health left, and then he he ruined me. Um, but yeah, as Chad says in the chat, get good. Yeah, get good. That's get the good. that's the catchphrase that everybody says about these games. Not even gonna say that he had he had corrected himself. It's get good. No, get good. Get um, yes, <laughs> we get good in the game. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's my extent of Elden Ring so far. Brian, how much have you played? Um, the character probably creator. total <laughs> like three hours. Yeah, I should say two of my eight hours were spent making my character as ugly as possible in the character creator. Probably. Most of my time has been spent trying to acclimate to the controls after playing 40-something hours of Horizon Forbidden West (laughs) and accidentally drinking all my potions when trying to uh, dive. (laughs) Yeah, same. I, I do that a lot, actually. I've been consuming flasks before meaning to because i'm like trying to i guess dodge or something but yeah when i first started the game i think i already mentioned this but i used up all of my keepsake item before i even knew what the fuck it was for on accident (laughs) yeah so i guess i'll just never know what it's for since it doesn't replenish (laughs) um yeah today I I spent like a couple hours exploring and picking on the few enemies I could find that were weaker than me. And uh, I leveled up maybe a couple times with the sad amount of runes I got off of the poor people. And <laughs> so um, we should, let's recap I, real quick. Brian, John, John, you, you went with the samurai. Yeah. I ended up picking the astrologer and then Brian, what class are you playing? The bandit. Okay. I gotta say, the bandit is very good at, like, a flurry of quick attacks. He does not run out of stamina very quickly, which is great. But uh, seems pretty weak on the hit point pool. Like, it's the smallest bar, I think. (laughs) Or no, I take it back. The magic bar is smaller, but it's, it's like... 
His, the uh, starting HP bar is probably less than half of the stamina bar. So That's pretty low. Yeah. Maybe not ideal for somebody who screws up a lot like me. <laughs> but um, I, I think I'm just going to roll with it. I don't really feel like starting a new character. Um, See? You can kind of take characters in any direction you want, from what I understand. Yeah. You, it's you just can't, like the it- starting pool... Is right, like the, in a certain way. Exactly. And starting equipment. So you, you get like, depending on your class, you get different stats starting out and you get different equipment, different weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get, you can choose like your like bonus item or whatever. Um, more often than not, they like everybody online seems to say to use the, um, the golden seed as your bonus item. So you can get an extra flask right off the bat being like the oh, helpful. Damn. I oh, that's that. what those are for. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been teaching clinics in our Discord about how to play this game because nobody seems to like understand. Yeah, but see, but I couldn't I keep up with that at the... first, and and now it just looks like a bunch of homework that I'm just not going to well, do, and I just it's, I'm it's gonna part of the beauty of, of this game Rings though is like school. you you can you can kind of uncover or discover as much as you feel like doing, and you can do as much research as you feel like doing. I again like as I stated in our chat like I am the type of player of this game where I will sit with like my phone or an iPad open to the Fextra Life wiki for Elden Ring and I will go through and any like proper noun that I don't know what the hell it is like I pop it in there just to see if like what information comes up you know if I roll into a cave like I want to know like what sort of is in my is it a waste of my time to go through this cave and get the thing at the end of it? Or should I actually take my time and do it? Or, you know, like I, like I like, I like doing the research because it also helps me like understand the lore of the game a little more. Um, it is very, uh, that is very, uh, antithetical to like everyone else's, um, view of how this game should be played. But, I don't really care because I really like it a lot and I like playing it this way specifically. And uh, I like watching the YouTube videos where I get to learn how to do a cool build or something or find a cool weapon. And, you know, I like discovering those things and playing with them and figuring them out. So I'm a fan. I think it's to each their own, you know, like, yeah, there's the assholes out there that are basically just like, you need to not know anything. You have to go in blind. Like, if you want to do that yourself, that's fine. But if you're going to go out there and be like, you're not really playing Dark Souls if you don't go in completely blind. And, like, I, you can't, you're not allowed to use magic. And uh, you're never, like, that's not actually beating the game. It's basically cheating if you use magic. Like, I hate people that are like that. So all those people can fuck off. But, like, for me... I haven't like paid that much attention to the stuff that you're talking about in the discord because I wanted to like, I want to try to be one of those people that like discovers things. But in the end, I think my analysis paralysis is too great for me to not be like what weapons are even out there for me to even start specking my astrologer to like, what is going to be good? What spells should I be aiming for? Is it doesn't make any sense for me to start putting any points into faith or not. I mean, like, it, it depends on your end build and like what sort of weapons you like playing with because you got to watch the weapons you're using and see which stats spec to that weapon. And then you yeah. figure out like, oh, okay, so this weapon takes strength and dexterity. So I need to pump more points into those. But if I'm going to do that, I need to be able to dodge or take hits. So I need to put more points into Viger. Vigor? How do you pronounce it? I don't I'd know. I'd say Vigor, but I, who knows? Uh, 
and then you want to put more points into endurance so you have the stamina to make the big massive hits and not just like uh you know uh, get a couple hits in and then back off like or if you if you are if you're getting a couple of really strong hits in you want to be able to roll back because as soon as your two strong hits are in that enemy's going to go for a strong hit so you need to be Mm -hmm. able to like dodge backwards to watch out for it um so yeah like figuring out your 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 what weapons you like playing with and then what stats stack with those weapons will help you point your character in the right direction um but, but yeah, what, I'm, I, like, what I'm saying is, is my like desire to be one of the people that can forge forth and discover on my own is undercut by my need to min max. Basically, like well, I, the thing is, as I, soon as I read that you can actually get every stat to 99, I was like, okay, yeah. well, this is the last game I need to play for the rest of my that's, life. Well, that's and so, thing. I like, I'm, I'm like determined now to like figure out like how long will it actually take me to get every stat to 99. And then I found a farming like video online where this guy's like, you can get 5 million runes in an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's okay. kind of cheating. Let me do that. How is how is that cheating, though? Like, is it cheating if, if, if it's built You're into the game yourself? Am I? Because I don't think so. I think it's like part of the enjoyment I of the game is like, fr- I like getting to the point where I no longer fear fighting something. And I like walking up to it. Like, I like the feeling of being overpowered in video games. Like, I like that. And I feel like games that don't allow you that opportunity kind of are not fun. And this one, at least, like, every step of the way as you're becoming an overpowered badass is, like, gratifying in its own way. So, like, as you're killing lesser bosses and, like, even even the simpler bosses that are part of the dungeons and the catacombs and things, like, they're still really hard. But if you know how to beat them, it's super gratifying. And then when you run into an enemy, like even as simple as like there's these enemies up in in Kalid in the red area, like the red world, as everybody mm-hmm. calls it in the Discord. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. There, there's these enemies like up near a bridge area that are like I can't remember what they're called, um, like exiles or something like that. And like they're worth a thousand runes a piece, so you can kind of farm them. But there's only like a few of them in this specific area. But, like, they hit hard as fuck. I'm, again, level, like, 55-ish or something, almost 60. And, like, these dudes can basically two-hit me. Their first hit takes me past half-life. And, like, they're super strong. But, like, every time I'm able to, like, roll up on them and, like, kill them quickly, like, it's gratifying to me. And, like, every enemy, because of how difficult even the rats can be, like, if you get swarmed by rats you're kind of fucked unless you have like yeah. a big sweeping attack that can like knock all of them back. Like that's, it's so gratifying to have those opportunities in a game to like, just like, I don't know. Like you just, you become, you get overtaken and then you're able to just like dole it back out. And like, I love feeling overpowered and I love like smashing through these guys and just destroying them. Like I really, every part of this game, like really like the whole gameplay loop is very gratifying for me personally. So I I don't know I, I this I've I've invested a lot of time in this game I've done a lot of research I've watched a lot of videos online and like I did I did the same thing for um you know I've done the same thing I did the same thing for like like uh, Outriders I watched a lot of videos leading up to that I didn't watch a ton during playing it because I was playing it but like th- for some reason like this game does something where like it, it's like just like rainbow six like i i caught i caught a stride where i was like watching rainbow six videos constantly and i'm like i'm finding you're, myself doing the same thing 
you're into it, and that's great. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're enjoying it that way. I've put more time in this game than any other game I've played in the past two years, really. Like, yeah. I think I put more time into this now than I have Ghost of Tsushima, and I beat Ghost of Tsushima. I think for me, part of, like, I'm not getting hooked yet, and I think it's partially because I want Astrologer. And so there's part of me that does want to re-roll a new character and figure out, like, will I enjoy it more if I'm using more melee weapons? Like, I don't want to put in the work to make my mage also be able to do melee weapons. Cause I'm not going to play this game for 5,000 hours. I, like, but I think that's why Tokyo's to... out in two weeks. And I would like to play that. I'm probably not going to, but like, I don't think you I, need to reroll. I think you can stick with the astrologer, but I think you should watch the astrologer video from the Fextra life people because it doesn't spoil anything. They actually blur out like boss names and shit, like to let so you don't know who or where something's happening. Like they do a lot of that stuff for spoiler like points, but like they it, they literally just run through like okay, this is the astrologer. These are, these are the stats that you need to focus on. These are the weapons you might want to seek out if you want to pursue this character. Blah blah blah. They kind of break all that stuff down for you in a manner in which mm-hmm. like it helps you understand how to play the character. So if you don't feel like starting over and you want to stick with it, I would maybe consider watching that video just so that you can get a better idea of how to play the character to a point where you may actually start enjoying it more. But what I think, the thing that I'm missing, like the closest I've been to being actually hooked by a FromSoft game was probably Sekiro. And there's something that I'm missing in this game where like Sekiro had the Makiri counter where like you could counter attack if your timing was good and you could figure that out, that type of thing. I'm really missing a lot of the melee stuff because it was fun to get in there and be able to fight. I wanted the magic because I wanted to cheat because I want the game to be easy and I never want to die, even though I do all the time, mostly to Margit. But (laughs) I think, like, for me, I probably should have just gone Confessor because the Confessor is a combination of magic and melee and I could have maybe, you know, enjoyed that a little bit more. Like... Like, I think I did the same thing in Demon's Souls in terms of magic and melee, and I think I enjoyed that a lot, too. I guess Sekiro and Demon's Souls remake are the closest that I've gotten to really being hooked by these games and wanting to see everything they have to offer. But, like, it's interesting. I think the open world aspect of the game is nice, and it does afford you the ability to be like, well, I can't beat Margit, so I'm going to go explore and find caves and things like that. And I think it's cool. It doesn't seem as, like populated with stuff as I thought it would be unless I'm missing a lot of things which is entirely possible too because I assume there's maybe stuff that doesn't appear to be important until maybe a little bit later on or like you become more powerful or something becomes more obvious I don't know if that's the case or not but like I don't know it's 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 a weird paradigm shift for me because at least in the older games i knew what i should be driving towards Mm -hmm. and i know that i need to be getting good enough to sorry getting good enough to fight margaret (laughs) and win but at the same time like i feel like it's easy for me it's got the open world problem for me where it's like, oh, I can hop on my horse and ride over this thing and pick up some berries and blah, 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 blah. And then like, oh, my God, two hours went by and I've done a lot of stuff, but I've really done nothing to to push myself forward in the game. Like maybe I found items like yesterday I got transported to some castle far away that has a dude in it that won't talk to me and the big guy standing outside. 
I don't know what's going on there. But then I hopped on my horse and rode all the way back to where like I already knew the map. And now I picked up a bunch of the maps in Kalid, which is cool. I saw a lot of like dinosaurs. There's dinosaurs in this game. What? That's weird. There's there's also massive dragon. There's a, there's a place in this game Ooh, that has like yeah. 45 dragons that are all way bigger than me. I, I was Caitlin. running through the swamp today and a uh, dragon just decided to land. So I left. I like took two, two, I took two steps into the swamp and the title said the word swamp. And I was like, that's not going to be a good place to be in a souls game. And I just got the fuck out of there. I was like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I don't even want to know something's going to drag me under. I don't need to be in deep blue sea souls edition. So <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. I'm interested to continue poking around and you know, now that I've kind of gotten to a place with horizon and tunic that I don't need to spend as much of my time on them. I have been playing more of this. Like I put all of those eight hours in, in the past couple days. And, um, you know, I think I can get to a place where it will be fun, but I think like John said, I'm going to need to start doing a little bit of the research because I'm just not like courageous enough to experiment with builds. And, and I don't, I want to, I want to maximize my time because like I said, like it would be nice to be able to check out Ghostwire Tokyo in a couple weeks, which I'm not sure if I'm going to do that, but I, I feel like I need to get to a place where I can put down, you know, Elden Ring and, and be okay with it. But I don't know if that's going to happen or not. We'll see. Like, did nobody like take note of the fact that it's like the dragon burnt ruins in that swamp area? Like, <laughs> it's like the no, name I, of the I was place. trying to just cut through there to get back to an area that I was in before and then died. And, uh, oh, let me just say, I find it yeah. really funny that I can like run along a path. And then all of a sudden the game just like dumps wolves on me. Yeah. Not that wolves are hard, but like it's you get out of like the beginner cave and if you're following the light to the to the things to the state or not stakes, the uh what are they called? The, the campfires. The sites of grace. Yes. Yeah, when you're following the light to the sites of grace or whatever's going on or from the the sites of grace. I like I just got out of this place and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, you're running along and then you just hear wolves howling above you and then they fall to the ground and it's like, it, okay. It's like then, Dale from King is... of the Hill being like, pocket cyan and like throwing sand in your face, <laughs> yeah. but it's wolves. Yes. It's, pocket yes, wolves. it's air, air, air wolves are descending air on wolves. it. Like, I, I feel like if I'm less than an hour into this game and it's just dropping wolves on top of me, I'm afraid to see what happens when I'm, you know, 70 hours in and. What kind of crazy stuff happens then? Well, but. 70 hours is around the corner for me in this game, and I'm looking at the map, <laughs> and I probably shouldn't be looking at this map, but I've barely scratched the surface, apparently. <laughs> there is a whole, like, underworld, too, that, like... <laughs> oh, great, great. haven't even seen yet. <laughs> I did notice the map says something about underground, so that makes yeah. sense. Uh, the underworld is like crazy cool looking like it's very purple and orange. It's, it's sweet. Like it's, it's really cool. Um, nice. I love does everything it, about this it, game. Does it like, look I, like Tron? What? Does it look like Tron? Cause maybe I'm no, no. It's like, oh, uh, damn. what it reminds me of is if, if you ever see any of those like touristy, um, like photos of, of like ancient Greece, like landmarks or uh, Roman landmarks, like the temples that are being lit up from like underneath with like yeah. orangish looking spotlights. But there's like a super deep 
like purpley amber sky in the Deep background because the sun's going down. It's like that, but it's it's in uh, it's in Elden Ring. Like I, it's cr- it's crazy. There's so much cool shit in this game, man. I love like I love the discovery. I love just like walking around and like being like, oh, what's that spot there where there's like a glowing like dead body? Like how do I get to there? And then like just you know i'm in stormvale castle right which is where you like after you fight margit you you go into stormvale to fight uh uh godric and the castle is fucking massive mind you mm-hmm. like it's so big and like i still i was listening to triple click podcast and, they, and maddie myers was talking about going into the basement and i'm like where the fuck is the basement how do i get there <laughs> probably underneath the first floor yeah no funny oh, um cool. Helpful. (laughs) Thank you for your help, Brian. You've assisted me so much. But I'm actually it's a Souls game, so the basement is actually the top floor. How do I get to the basement? How do I figure this out? And then randomly, I was like exploring through. I had like, did I had I killed? I don't think I killed Godric yet, but I was exploring because I knew there were a few spots that I hadn't fully like looked at. And an enemy that I forgot was in an area like jumped out and like scared the shit out of me and I dodge rolled backwards off of a rooftop into like uh, like this weird like gutter and then I was like oh shit and then I was surrounded by rats and I killed all the rats and I'm like walking through this pathway and I'm like this must be like the area that I was reading about in that one thing that like is like kind of tied to the basement but not actually the basement am I going the right direction like I like being put to that test of like okay like you just fucked up like exploring and now you're lost. Like, how do you get out of here? <laughs> and then you end up running into a boss and then it's just like, oh shit. And then the boss murders you. And then you're like, well, fuck, how do I get back there? I don't even remember how I got there in the first place. And then, yeah, I don't like, there's like that, that discovery is like super fun in this game and like super gratifying. And like, just, again reading about stuff online like i was reading about stormvale castle and i was like okay like i clearly missed like a huge section of this castle and like the walkthrough on fextra life takes you through the entire castle from start to finish and all the levels and i'm just like scrolling trying to figure out like where exactly am i located like because i couldn't figure it out but i wanted to like i was like compelled to like find my way through this castle which is massive and then you you realize like oh yeah I can just fast travel out of the spot to like one of those sites of grace yeah so I do that and then I was like well I might as well fight Godric because I'm right here and like I don't have any souls on me right now so, <laughs> so let's you can't just lose any <laughs> yeah like let's just see what happens you know what I mean and then I did a yeah. summon and I killed Godric in one go and it was awesome and I recorded it and maybe I'll post it online so people can watch it because uh it was it was sweet but yeah I like just this game is something else, man. Like it's, it's like perfect. It's it, like hits every little, like I like souls games. I like open world games. I like Skyrim. Like I like all these things and it's combined them into like this wonderful little mishmash of like awesomeness that I just, I can't get enough of. Like, I just want to keep playing it. And like, I have dreams about it. Like I literally like dream about walking through the countryside in my samurai armor, even though I'm not wearing samurai armor now, I'm wearing one of those metal, like the big, like stone cat heads. I don't know if you've seen those guys at all, but no, I have not. Oh yeah, go into Sounds the catacombs. Heavy. If you run into a catacomb, uh, have fun because it's not like it is. <laughs> those they're these little um, like gargoyle looking imp things, and like 
they fucking suck, man. I've found some of those mm-hmm. guys. They're really they, like, fast. They they're jump out. Yeah, they're super fast. They do a ton of damage, and like they cause bleeding damage because they have like piercing weapons, and yeah. like they are a huge pain in the ass. But you can you can get like their head, like you can get their hem, like a helmet of theirs, and it's like super strong and gives you really good poise. Um, but then I was also. I was looking into the um, the magic school because there's like a magic school like Skyrim had like the magic school where you go to college and learn about magic and stuff. But it's not quite like that because the college town is all shut down and like haunted you. and shit in this world. <laughs> yeah. And like so you go you can get these like it looks like the Burger King King head, which is what that meme was <laughs> that I posted in the chat. Because I'm just like, that's hilarious. Like, I want I want to walk purpose? around looking like the Burger King King. Like, the scary-ass one from the commercials, because that shit's funny as hell. Like, so, I know, like, when I go to the magic school, like, oh, I'm probably going to end up with one of those Burger King heads, and that's awesome. Oh, yeah. I came across that magic school, and I was like, oh, like, maybe this is, like, a town thing with people that want to talk to me. And then I, like, ran in there, and they started casting shit, and I was like, nope. That's, that's <laughs> immediately not, ran that's the not other even, way. That's not even the place I'm talking about, but I okay. know what you're talking right. about, because I've yeah. been there, too. But yeah. yeah, it this this there's you because you were uh, you were in Sela, the town of sorcery, or C- Celia, yeah. right? Yeah, because yep. the Celia Crystal Tunnel uh, is where I got teleported to. I'm looking at a map right now. Uh, I got teleported from a treasure chest to the Celia Crystal Tunnel, which sucked because all of the guys in there are like these like Super, wizard like yeah. they're like glintstone miners and they can just like they have. There's these centipede dudes that have like seeking like like centipede webbing attacks that come after you and like my god man those suck. It's terrible. Chad's talking about the skeletons. The skeletons skeletons are nothing, man. Don't be a don't be a sissy. You just kill the skeletons and then when they're down, you kill them again so they can't get back up. There you Brian, go. Brian, I feel like I'm I'm reading less enthusiasm from you than I have off of like Demon Souls or Sekiro or or Bloodborne. Do you feel like what this do you is just feel true like you so far? I mean, I coming off of uh, I honestly have not played enough of Sekiro, it probably because it's just hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I feel like the combat in that game is really tight and it's kind of not quite there in this one, it feels more like old Souls games. And that yeah. kind of bums me out. Yeah, like I miss the uh, the awesome parrying and stuff of Sekiro for sure. The timing. Um, and I guess for me, it's just like the open world aspect of it isn't doing me any favors. Because I like keep just trying to look for the path of least resistance because I just feel like I suck so bad. (laughs) So I just keep exploring around and stuff, but I feel like I'm not really finding much. Like, Mm -hmm. like I've looted some things here and there. Like I got some armor and like a sword that I'm not going to use because daggers are better for my character anyways. And I don't know, like it's cool looking i like like how the world's crafted and i'm i'm somewhat excited to poke around at it more it's just i don't feel compelled to go after a boss or something like i did in the older games because like it's either you go through those bosses or you just don't play anymore 
you know? And yeah. in this game, I can just fuck off and go do something else. So I feel like I'm not really going to be driven to just keep banging my head against the wall until I've run out of shit to explore in different directions. Yeah, somehow I've managed to also beat my head against the wall and explore by fighting Margit so many times. Margit, Margit, I don't even know where this character is that you're talking about, he or she. So he's when you follow the lights that John was telling you to follow when you're supposed to go through that gateway and there's like a giant that jumps down and like a billion people shooting arrows at yeah, you. You can. Oh, you yeah. Can yeah. Use yeah I'm not going there. You that's like, your horse impossible. It's not. You can run through using torrent the horse. That's what well, I, I don't want to run through. I want to kill all those things. But that's see, that's the thing, man. Well, like, you don't luck. have to go through and kill everything like right away. Like you can come back to it. And kill it later. That That's the other thing that I'm having trouble with, too, is, like, you're playing Bloodborne, and you kind of, the enemies kind of progress with you, you know? You, like, you go forward yeah. all the time, and you you get better. The enemies might get harder, but you're getting better. You're leveling up at a reasonable pace, and things kind of stay pretty even. Like, I, for me, like, there were bosses later in the game that were easier than the like the ones I fought earlier in the game and then but um like with this I I feel like I'm running into things that are purposely way too hard for me but there's no it's not really being like telegraphed properly like I don't I don't really know how I'm supposed to know what's like just dark souls hard or what is over my level, you know, because everything seems hard to me in these games. If I'm not like consistently playing them. And that's the other problem. Like once I'm like kind of petered out on like horizon a bit, then I'll probably like dive into this more heavily and then I'll get more out of it. It's just, I can't really go back and forth with the two games right now. I mean, I, I also think like this game is like a little more like stealth oriented, like it's meant to be. Um, and the open world aspect of it makes it easier to use stealth to your advantage because you have such a large area with which to like, you know, flank around the backside of an enemy yeah. to, to get crit damage. Like it, like things, a lot of enemies, like in that first uh, area of the ruins, ruins where there's the that one troop of like bad guys in, in armor. Like you can, you can basically stealth every single one of those guys in that entire camp, mm-hmm. except for the spear bearing one that's pacing up and down the aisleway. Like he's the only one that you can't really stealth kill, and like that's it's almost like he's almost like kind of a mini boss in a way you know what i mean yeah he wasn't too hard but he's definitely like way harder than the rest of the enemies which are just kind of chumps he's got a lot of reach and he's got a pretty heavy hit like you know he can he can do some damage but the point i'm trying to make is that like i think using stealth to your advantage is something you guys should probably try a little more of if like you're afraid of how strong some of these enemies are well, well, yeah, like in that area, I, I did that for the most part. I went around, backstabbed a bunch of them, and then once I f- figured out how to do that again, because I'm used to, like, 
Bloodborne and Sekiro, how it lights up when you can backstab, and it doesn't do that right. in this game. That's the thing that's weird to me. I've been very spotty in being able to apply a backstab, because I'll, I'll come up behind somebody, be square behind them, and, like, press R1 or hold R1, and sometimes I just get, like, a weird, like, thrusting move, yep. and other times it's, it's an actual, like, oh, you know, kill cam, most of this guy's health bar is gone, or is completely gone. So I don't know why that's happening. I'm not sure why they changed that. It's kind of irritating because, yeah, I've had that same problem where it clearly should have been a backstab and it just wasn't. And then I just have I'm just discovered and did barely any damage. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there, but. I I do really love the horse thing, the steed torrent. Yes, um, that's a lot of fun to ride around on and jump up those air currents and shit. Although I've died a lot of times not hitting the double jump before I land. It doesn't always work. Okay, so there's that too. Yeah, if you're jumping jumping down like from a cliff into an air current, you can land like within a 50-yard radius of the air current, no problem. Um, but if you're not near one of those currents and you jump from a high cliff down, it doesn't matter if you hit the double jump. It still f- gets full gravity. The oh. Actually, the time in the air is what decides whether or not you get fall damage. So sometimes when you hit the double jump after a big fall, it will kill you harder than if you would have not hit the double jump. You well, might have <laughs> survived the single jump down, but because you double jumped, you murdered yourself. I yeah, think the hundreds of you hours... Die. The hundreds of hours playing a hunter in Destiny hasn't done me any favors because that's what well, I was like. Literally, any <laughs> video game with a double jump is like, oh, you can use this thing to to save yourself from fall damage. But yeah, um, well, I'm glad I know know now that that is not the case. So I'll just stop leaping off of large cliffs. I'll just have to say that anytime I think of the name Torrent, all I can think of is our older brother coming into my room and asking me if I'm torrenting while he's trying to play World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also uh, a little sad. Well, I guess like, I am torrenting right now because I'm on my horse. <laughs> I'm a little sad land. when I jump off of a cliff and I can't glide somewhere after playing Horizon for like 40 hours and playing who knows how many hours of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, I just want to glide off these cliffs. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm afraid to know what a from software glider would even function like. I'm sure you would get taken out by a ballista or something yeah. in the air in like one hit. Every, like, every a dragon would just ground. swoop down and eat you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, there's food in the air. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you guys play anything else? I'm like I'm like super disappointed no. that you guys aren't feeling this game as much as I am. Like I'm like really disappointed about it, it. It partly for me is just there's so much out right now. Like there are so many games that I needed to play and It makes me so sad. I but I'm here's the thing. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to spend more time with it. I know I'm threatening to buy Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm probably not going to do it because I should stop spending all of the money that I'm spending at some point. And I would really like to get into Elden Ring. So I'm not I'm not ready to give up yet, but I need to kind of figure out what is prohibiting me. Like, what do I really want out of this game? What do I want to do? Because I feel like 
the mostly magic route that the astrologer is taking me down is maybe not what I come to these games for. And that's why I think for me, like, yes, I could continue to play the astrologer and spec my character in a different way, but there's so much to me that's like the min maxer in me is not gonna. Like, I also like, I put there, there's I put a lot three, of stuff that you put, you guys haven't even touched in this game though, like this like the ashes of war that you can apply to weapons to give you like a special ability, like that kind yeah. of shit. Like for one, as a samurai, I come with one like right off the bat. It's a special move with the the Gucci katana called unsheathed. And I was talking about it last time, but I wasn't using it properly because I didn't understand what I was doing. But now that I understand what I'm doing, it's fucking sweet because he like he tucks his sword back in the scabbard and it's at his side, and he like just kind of you can literally like just like sneak forward, and then when an enemy comes at you, I if I use the heavy attack, he does this like arcing overhead a uh, slash that like l- instantly like knocks and staggers the enemy and puts him in a position where I can get like three more hits in. But I've actually figured out that I have enough stamina now to pull off two five-hit combos on an enemy. Like, figuring out how your character plays and what weapons work best is so key to the enjoyment of this game. And I feel like you guys just aren't there yet. In every Souls game, a thousand percent. But, like, I don't, I haven't received any Ashes of War that I can equip to my fucking magic wand. Like... I don't, you gotta I don't go even know if there are more. I'm trying find, to explore. And like, cause, okay. I did explore. I went into these <clears throat> caves and I fought these bosses that were kind of difficult, but not that difficult because I beat them. And then they the gave little, me an award the that little, I can't like, use. There's the little shiny dung beetles. Have you seen the dung beetles rolling around with their big balls of crap? Yeah. Yeah, and they come in like three different colors. There's red ones and blue ones and silver ones. And if you run into the silver ones and you kill them, you get an ash of war from those guys. Yeah, I've gotten some of those. Yep. Yeah. And then the blue ones, like, give you, like, refill your flasks, your blue flasks, mm-hmm. and the red ones refill, f- refill your red flasks. And then, like, if you do enough exploring, you can find the Warmaster Shack, which is right above the Storm Gate. And that, in that shack, like, there's a dude who will sell you Ashes of War and teach you his techniques and shit. And he's super cool. And he goes to the, the round table hold later, and you get to buy more stuff from him and learn all kinds of other shit. May, I know, I don't think he doesn't go to the round table hold. A different guy goes to the round table hold. But anyway, I did find him. I don't know if he sells any that you can equip on the magic wand staff thing. I'm not sure. I have to check. But like, you know, this is I, what you I think get. relying when on you, a very a magic when, heavy class is is probably like I can see where that would be like a little bit of like a like I would be apprehensive to do that because I I like melee. I like getting up in the shit, but I also like being able to draw an enemy out of the shit when I need to, which is why the samurai is super helpful because he comes with a longbow right off the bat. So not only can I like draw and Mm -hmm. aggro enemies from far away and bring them to me, I then am able to really efficiently murder them using the Gucci Katana. And uh, it's very stylish when I do so. And that's good. And like, I think, I think like, I think figuring out that gameplay loop is very important to any souls game that you play. Absolutely. Especially in like, you know, Sekiro is a different story because there's not really different character classes. There are skill trees and things that you can kind of build out and figure out different ways to do it. But like Elden Ring very much is like those other games. And I personally was kind of like, look, I've played a, I played something in Bloodborne. I don't know what class I picked, but it was melee ish. And then I did half melee, half magic in, in Demon Souls 
And now I was like, let me just try full magic. I want a full cheat mode here. I don't want anything to be difficult at all in this game. And it's, that turns out it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I but mean, like, I, that's the thing. But, is be, I think because you're relying heavily on that magic being cheating, cheat mode kind of thing, which I, I don't think is necessarily true. And I, I think based off the chat, I don't think Zach feels that way either about magic being no, like, cheating. No, I, I, people are being assholes by saying that. And I'm, yeah, I was mostly no, I, being, well, but that's I was the thing. mostly in, being in Demon Souls. In Demon Souls, it is legit easy mode. Like, it, 100%. It makes when things you, a lot nicer. As, what was the, the class in Demon Souls? I can't remember what was it was. Was it the called. prisoner or something like that? Or like or no, it was the royalty class. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where you get you're basically like a battle mage, essentially. Yep. Like you have yep. a staff in one hand, you have a sword in the other. You're able to like launch a little fireball, but then like slash at people if you need to. And like what's funny is the later builds of the samurai, as I've been reading about that, uh, have you heavily pumping points into like mind and intelligence in order to be able to use a specific samurai sword that you get later in the game. But you also want to start being able to use magic. So like, mm-hmm. there like it has, it, it has its moments. Magic in this game, in any of these games, really, I suppose. But and it's, I, uh, like I think with the astrologer, like it, it, I don't know the thing. The thing that I'm like the the part of me that I'm having trouble with is like I spent some time because I was like you know what maybe it's spell wise it's an issue and I should just go and try and figure out different spells so I went to the round table found a dude he's like hey I've got a fireball spell it's like maybe Margaret hates fire and that's gonna do it so then I bought the fireball spell and it was like oh you need 10, 10 faith and I was at seven I was like all right so then I spent three levels getting my faith up to ten and then I equipped it and then it's like oh guess what this is actually not an incantation, it's the other one, or whatever. I can't remember what the two types of spells are. Uh, conjuration and incantations, I think, or something like that. Something or like, like that. one of them uses a seal, which is like the finger weapon, and then the other mm-hmm. one uses a wand. Uses a staff, yeah. So I didn't have the, the seal to use this different type of magic, so then I had to farm a little bit of souls to get that. Whatever, that's fine. Then I went and fought Margaret again, and like I flung the fireball at him, and it like didn't do like any damage compared to like what I've normally been using. So I was like, well, that was a bust. And now I'm like, I wish I could go back four hours where I didn't have, I didn't put that time into faith and buying these things. And then on top of that, like I feel like the the main spells that you get with this guy, with the astrologer, is like it's like. It's just like a I'm sending Tinkerbell at Margaret to try and attack it. Like it's just this like nice starlight or whatever. It's very pretty. It looks very nice. But I want like I don't know. I want to find some stuff that looks cool and actually like does good damage. Because right now I just feel like I'm. I think it's literally called like Starlight Pebble or some shit. I'm throwing a pebble at him. Like a magical glintstone pebble. He's getting a glint glintstone pebble. It's not even going in the eye. This isn't David and Goliath. I'm like. I'm just throwing it at his like center mass and it hurts a little bit. You're just like, eh. yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> that's exactly what my astrologer does when, and if you see his face, you'll know that that's the noise that he makes. But like, I don't, <laughs> I can't, I think it's me in this case, but the problem is due to the, like, I don't know. I want that discovery but I can't have that discovery because I want to figure out what works for me, but I can't figure out what works for me if I don't try and play everything. And if I yeah. don't try like all these classes out, I'm not going to do that because I have things to do in my life sometimes. 
it's hard. It doesn't all. So I don't want to like, there's, I don't want to delve into the voluminous amount of stuff that people have already figured out on this game on Fextra life or Reddit or wherever, because I do want some of that mystical discovery that I could get out of just learning things and finding stuff and trying things out. But See, I, I um, get the discovery kick from just finding the locations. Like I'm not going on these like yeah. sites and videos to like, like seek out locations of things necessarily. Like I go on them when I've already found a place and I'm like, all right, what's this place all about? You know what's what I here? mean? What can I do? Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. Like is, is this worth my time or is it not? Like it does whatever is at the end of this cave that I would, the, whatever the mini boss is, is killing this mini boss and getting that item worth me going through the effort of doing it. Or should I spend my time elsewhere? And more often than not, like when when you're doing catacombs, at least like there are things to pick up the whole way through a catacomb that benefit you, like the grave warts that you can pick up all like you can use to like level up your um, summons, your ash summoning abilities. So like you want to go through catacombs and like find those plants because they're beneficial to like leveling up your summons. Higher level summons are sweet. I fought godric with like a level four wolf like my my wolves or whatever were like mm-hmm. level four so they're super fucking strong and that was super helpful i don't think i could have beaten godric without having the help of the wolves personally because i'm not as awesome as that one dude who did it naked or whatever like <laughs> or no he, he so, fought margit he fought margit naked with daggers and but yeah the point being is like i'm not i'm not going out there to like I'm not using these resources as a means to like get through the game. I'm using them like once I've found a place like that, I, that I've like, Oh, this is cool. Like I'm going to explore. And if I get stumped, like stumped on like what I'm supposed to do, then I kind of look it up to see you're, like, you're okay, using like, it. You're using it as like what other games would make a tutorial. Like it would way would make a too heavy tutorial to like tell you, this is where you go to do this and that kind of thing. Cause this game doesn't do any of that. Yeah. So that's basically I, and, the and function. I mean, of- the the lack of hand holding is the trope of of these style of mm-hmm. games, but like at the same time, like it, that's the one thing that the, the the triple click people talked about was that they like the social aspect of the game and having all the messages on the ground and everything because like it's fun for them to g- discover these notes and one of them says like jump and like clearly you don't want to jump like mm-hmm. i hate the notes like i've been playing offline this entire time because i find them distracting like i find myself like oh something's shining over there and i go and i run over to it and i click on it <laughs> and it's a fucking message hidden in tall grass so i can't even a see fucking what it... boulder falls on you and it's like watch out for the boulder oh yeah watch out for those boulders on that one pathway down in caleb <laughs> those, those will get you but but yeah the point being like those like i hate the messages because they find them distracting i don't find them as like helpful ever i find them as like super annoying and just like not fun like even like the joke ones where it's like uh one try of them was like hole yeah like <laughs> try finger butthole or whatever or there's one somebody put there was a guy sitting in a chair and someone put like bow down like into lap or something like i don't even know what it was but like <laughs> it was just so dumb and i'm like this is stupid like why do people like that like i wish i wish it was the sort of thing where like maybe you could have like serious servers where people like give you good messages so here's the thing is you can go RP into the servers. menu and make a group of friends that are playing the game, and then you only see their messages. Really? That leave. Yeah, yes. we should do that. I would never do the message. I would never use the messaging though, because I'm too. <laughs> but busy, if like- we did, if we did it, if we were the, if you knew that I was going to see your shit, isn't that yeah. like a different, like you know? I suppose. 
You do then realize you, then, you can... then when you tell me to go and stand under a boulder and then it happens to me and I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's be great. Like, that, would be, that would be funny, right? So maybe we need to set that up. Also, you do realize you can like heal people by like vo- positively voting their message. Yeah, I don't need to be healed. Oh, I have whenever. a talisman that heals me when I walk around. Like, I, okay, fine. You don't have to be part of our group. We'll start one without you. <laughs> no, you won't because you're not even going to play the game. <laughs> You've barely played it already. And you're just like, eh, no, no, I don't like it that much. Yeah, my controller, I, it makes me think of Veri- Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. Ah. Speaking of Verizon Zero, Zero Dawn, my favorite tie-in to a cell phone carrier. Uh, I finished Horizon Forbidden West. Um, when I finished that game, speaking as somebody who did not think there needed to be a second Horizon game after the story of the first one wrapped up, I'm now very excited to see where the series continues to go after Horizon Forbidden West. Interesting. Um, and that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. I think it took me like 40 something hours to beat. Uh, and that was mostly critical path. I did do some side quests to kind of like catch up to the level that the um, story missions it was giving me were at. For the most part, I was up to level, but there were a couple places where I wasn't. And, um, you know, I finished that game and I was like, man, this is like, this is a contender for game of the year for me. I think even on just nice. a story level, like I still don't feel like I play the game that well. Like, I, like. <laughs> There's a lot of systems that I don't engage with. There's so much of that game that works against every part of my body that wants to just like hoard ammo and never use things <laughs> that seem like special. And like, you know, like I think, I think I unlocked like one or two of the like weapon art things or whatever they're called. I don't know that I used one of them ever, you know, when you like hold open the weapon wheel and hit L one or R one or something. Oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Those things. I think I used that once in my 40 hours and I never used it again. But like, uh, yeah, I don't use that too much. I do use the, like, uh, the triple notch thing for sure. Like, yeah. So that, I mean, that's fair, but no, I, I really very much enjoyed the game a lot more than I thought I was going to. And I'm excited to talk more about it when, uh, when we've both finished it, hopefully yeah. with a friend, how, how mean, are you going on it? I know you're not like, sprinting through it like i was well i was splitting my time the first week it was out basically between i was splitting my time between that and the witch queen and then probably the week after that but then this last week like today is the last day to do things in the destiny world before there's the reset for the week you know Mm -hmm. and uh i logged on and i was like holy crap i've done literally nothing this week other than the new raid, which was awesome, that was random. I didn't plan on doing it. It just happened, and it was it was nice. Um, but nice. I looked, and I like hadn't done any of my weekly activities like at all because I've just been playing Horizon anytime I had free time, and then Elden Ring today earlier on. Um, I, so yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it still. There are things that irritate me a bit about it like i feel like uh the difficulty curve seems a bit off compared to the first one i feel like 
40 hours into Horizon Zero Dawn, I would have had better gear and I would have like mastered taking down some of these enemies and I'm still struggling now like yeah and, like 40 hours into this game and and like just things I I don't know like you know I can do the maybe it's just my old man poor reflexes or something but I feel like some of the new enemy types move so damn much that even when you're slowing down time with concentration you cannot hit like critical parts of them yeah yeah like the leap lashers i think they're called the kangaroos mm-hmm. they're like insanely animated yeah like i can never pick up them apart piece by piece and that kind of um i find that disappointing because that's the like dismantling a machine bit by bit is like the most satisfying way in ta- of taking them down in my opinion and yeah. i feel like a lot of times I'll mi- I'll like miss a shot on that. Then they'll know where I'm at. And then it's just me running around frantically and hoping to like <laughs> hack and yep. slash them to death, which is not what I want. And that's not what I did most in the, like in the first game, I definitely reached a point to where I had an understanding of what worked best with all the enemies. I mean, it tells you in the, the, uh, the notebook, um, like what works best on which machines and whatnot. But um, like putting that to practice, I just fi- find is much more difficult in this one for some reason. Yeah, no, I mean, that's when I say that I'm bad at the combat, I think that's mostly it. Like you just described how I feel like I played most of the first Horizon <laughs> and I played all of Horizon 2. So like, yeah, there's just like, the the weird thing to me, the thing that I think is hard is that, like, if you come into an encounter in Horizon 1 or 2 and you scan the enemies and you learn where the weak spots are and you figure out what element they're tuned to and, like, how you can do the most damage, whether they're weak to corrosion or whatever it is, that's fine and you're okay. But once the shit hits the fan in Horizon, if you haven't done that, you can't. There's no, you can't, it doesn't slow down time when you try to scan somebody. And generally, like, if you're running into something, it's not always a given that it's weak to corrosion because there's different forms of these monsters, Mm -hmm. too. So, like, even if you go into the menu and open up the weak points, you can figure out where the weak points are, but you can't figure out what they're weak to. And so it's really difficult for me to, like, engage in the the uh, rock paper scissorsiness of elemental play in in that combat when there's no opportunity to access that information as you are running around from these things that move way too much like you said or that are super fast and can close the distance on you instantly everything is super fast and yes. can catch up to you so that's also it can be frustrating and i feel <laughs> like that that's a difference too from horizon 1 I think the only other thing is Horizon 1, you had the ability to whistle at things and draw them to you. You can use rocks in this one and do that to some extent. But, like, the whistle in the first game was very much like, hey, whatever monster's, like, relatively closest to you, you hit the whistle, they'll come to you. And you can sneak attack them out of the bush or make them run into your trap that you planted between you and them, that kind of thing. 
And they the took rocks that away. Work well enough for that. You can actually get them to go the opposite direction of you, which is what I True. do a lot. Like if True. they're on the the hunt, they're like, you know, the question mark thing is yep. the indicators up. Like maybe they know where you're at, but they don't really know exactly where you're at. Throw a rock off in the other direction and usually gets rid of them. But that's yeah. fair. But I, yeah, the I didn't, smoke I guess bombs I, are very useful too, and those yeah, I don't true. think were in the first game. I guess I didn't engage with the rocks as much because I was like, my whistling trick is gone, so I can't, I can't just murk everything when it gets near me, and I <laughs> leveled up my critical strike or whatever. I, I so. just, I don't recall like getting hit so damn often, and like basically, you can only withstand like two or three hits from every enemy. Mm-hmm. I feel. Con- Maybe you I was just constantly need to get, get in this game too. <laughs> I was constantly pressing the up button to yes. heal myself. Yeah, and then they did the nice thing in this one that I don't think we touched on was that like uh, anything that you pick up can get sent to like your storage area, which is really nice. But then also there's like auxiliary healing items that you hold on to, so you have your like main pouch that he- heals you when you hit the up button. But then you have a secondary pouch that has like enough to fill up the main pouch again mm-hmm. where if you hold up you'll bring more of those healing items back and then you can heal yourself again so i, I was doing that constantly all of the time in this game and and it was you know it, it was frustrating but that's it, the thing like i never really felt like i got to be an expert in the first one and so it didn't bother me as much even in this one because i kind of expected it going into it i guess the other thing for me speaking of healing and whatnot is like when Shit hits the fan and you want to cycle to an item, there's too many items to cycle through. Like, you you should be allowed to take some of them out of the, like, inventory wheel. Like, I don't want to use regular blast traps anymore. Why should I have to cycle through those? I think you can remove things. I'm not sure how. It's If you hold that down button where, like, it allows you to craft them or switch what's in there, I think there's an option to take something off. Okay, well, so 40 plus hours in, and I don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah, so. take a closer look at it, but yeah. Uh, I will have to, because I've definitely died many times trying to cycle to a potion when, uh, and then just, you know, hitting traps and whatnot <laughs> yep. along the way. Same. Um, overall, though, it plays really well. I love how smooth it feels, which is definitely something that is also working against Elden Ring. When you go from Horizon and its silky smooth feel to Elden Ring, having that slight chop to it, it's kind of irritating on a PS5. It didn't bother me that much. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like there's that much. Like Horizon is silky smooth, but I didn't feel like Elden Ring was like choppy necessarily. It's, it's not like sluggish and reacting or whatnot but it's just like when you rotate the camera it's got like that weird chop to it that i just feels kind of inexcusable at this point Uh, sometimes my free ps5 gets choppy (laughs) (laughs) shut up (laughs) anyway i mean especially after playing demon souls which looks better and yeah that is performs better when I was reading that article about how they, um, like, uh, me, what's his name? Miyazaki or whatever. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. it, is that what it is? Yep. I think yeah. so. 
Yes. Where where like he told his graphics team they have to step their shit up after seeing Demon Souls, <laughs> like that's funny. Like yeah. and that, and I think like I do think it is a very beautiful game. But man, if you put it if you put it in like quality mode, it is not great. <laughs> <laughs> but like Demon Souls is the same way. If you put Demon Souls in quality mode, it is also very choppy. Yeah, you put both of these games in performance mode; they're good enough to play. You know, like. Well, I think the, the difference is, I think in quality mode, Demon Souls is still at least a solid thirty. Yeah, it, it's thirty, but it's a solid thirty. Whereas Elden Ring, it's like we're gonna try and continue to hit thirty, but we can't really <laughs> promise that. We're gonna hold so. strong at about twenty six. <laughs> yeah. We can give you at least twenty six, but. Anyway, Brian, do you have anything else that you played that you want to talk about? No more um, Destiny, please. <laughs> nah, that's, that's all I care to talk about. All right. Well, let's get into some news in that case. Um, John, you posted one from IGN. Elden Ring players are selling runes on eBay but could be banned. Yeah. Uh, I find that really funny. <laughs> it's just stupid because like, this game is not hard like that. Like, if you just want to get... There's so many ways that you can get a lot of runes. This is just stupid. Like, I don't know, man. It's funny, because it's like... like it, it reads like you have to play Animal Crossing, where it's like, you buy this thing on eBay, you have to send the dude a multiplayer password. He's got to come into your game and drop them off for you and then leave. It's right. very funny. That's shady. It's really stupid. They could just <laughs> come hilarious. into your game and kill you and then take your shit. Right? John, you should be farming these runes and then selling them on eBay is what you should I, be. Doing. No, I'm good. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. Cause like even in the game, there's like, there, there are like glowing white skulls that just give them to you mm-hmm. and they're I've, fucking I, everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. I, I found like a small graveyard where that was full of them. Yeah. There's yeah. a few of those. And like, yeah. you can just. You can literally just run around stomping them with the horse and like spamming triangle to pick them up. Like you don't have to do any work to get runes in this game. And people, uh, it just like this is the kind of shit where it's like this is lazy gaming to me because you could just be farming them on your own, but you're gonna pay some asshole to like invade your game and give you runes. Well, it's how you know that FromSoft is like they're they're all about their game because they could and they're like. They want to give value to the player because they could be selling like a $40. Here's a thousand (laughs) million runes for you to get off the bat. Right. Yeah. Here's your deluxe triple online edition that comes with like a million rune pack. For those assholes that want to be like, I beat Elden Ring in one day. (laughs) Right. I spent $3,000 on runes. That's the thing, man. Another another thing to consider, too, about the, like how great... I'm just going back to how great these games are. Uh, if you go through the Fextra Life wiki, there are so many areas where they still don't know shit. Oh, yeah. No, there's like, still people figuring stuff this out. Game is, this this game. game is so fucking big. For it's sure. ridiculous. Anyways, yeah. Idiots selling runes on eBay. It just reminds me of like the auction house in World of Warcraft and how mm-hmm. ridiculous that was. Or Diablo too, or yeah. Diablo, Diablo yeah. three. I mean, um, the, one hey, last thing about NFTs, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one last thing about Elden Ring. I I am furious that you cannot just hit the trackpad to get out of the map again. 
Yeah, no, that I I wonder if maybe there's a toggle for that, but that is that does it's, make me angry. It, I do it. I do it every time. So much. Every single so time. Yeah, but it's that's a very from software thing to do. Since <laughs> we're going back to Elden Ring and not understanding how to do things properly, <laughs> or maybe you do understand, but it's just not. I do know how to get out of the map. Yes, that's true. Do you know how to uh, sprint? Because that took me a minute. <laughs> so I summoned my wolves that I found once, and yeah. then now I just don't get to summon them ever again. You have to visit the site of grace again. I swear I did that. Well, I don't it know. It doesn't replenish like your potions? It does replenish uh, like your you potions. It didn't have, for me. You need to have enough uh, MP. You need to be in an area where you've um, turned on the summon pool. There's like the little statue that that like allows summoning what? in an area. You can't just use them anywhere. Really? Yeah. Where you the fuck only... do they explain that? They, they don't. Do. They don't explain anything they, in these games. Well, dude. there's there's the thing that they they do say at some point. Like if you see the or there are certain places where you can summon. Like I, they say something like that, but I didn't realize that there was a thing that you could do to change the fact that you couldn't summon something in a place. Like every, if you it's see not like you can little, turn it on and turn it off. It's I like quit. once you find the thing, it turns on and it's on permanently. So like if you go into a dungeon or a cave or a catacomb, every single one of them has this little like it looks like something out of the the Blair Witch Project or whatever. That's like a little stick figure on like a stone that has like runes inscribed at the bottom, and you just like turn it on and it turns on the summoning pool for that specific area. So like you can't just use it through the catacombs but when you get to the boss at the end of the catacomb if you didn't turn that on then you can't summon at the boss if you did turn that on then you can summon at the boss see i i got from the language of that i got the impression that it had to do with the summoning of other players but that's not just what no it's summoning affects. other players and summoning the summon spells are the are of the same thing yeah, yeah. okay yeah i mean the also, game you did make summon. it clear that you can't use summons while playing co-op and i'm like that's fine it makes sense but you can summon certain npcs to help you in battles like when i when i fought uh margit i was able to summon rogier or whatever the magician Mm -hmm. to help me out when i fought godric i was able to summon this like warrior lady to help me out so so you can summon them and your and your summon spell or not ashes the summon spells okay yep yes okay cool Anyway, Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> Each article, we're just going to bump back real quick. <laughs> I Sony had a state of play this week. There was a lot of stuff that was shown. Uh, I'm not going to go through a whole lot of it in detail. Exosuits, or Exoprimal was something announced by Capcom, uh, and everybody uh, was jokingly calling it... Um, Dino Crisis. Yeah, not Dino Crisis is basically... Uh, uh, how can I wait? Okay, there you go. 1900 is when I was born. Just want to see this trailer. Birthday. Um, Serial number, how tall you are. <laughs> it. Lo- I mean, yeah, it kind of has a little bit of Dino Crisis-iness to it, but... um, It's like Dino Crisis meets Anthem with dinosaurs. Yeah, or like I was even getting pretty big um, uh, Outriders uh, vibes from it, too, so... That looks pretty cool. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo still coming out on the 25th. Uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is now out, but they did put out a a demo uh, last week that let you carry the progress over to the full game. 
Forspoken is another Square Enix game. Uh, John, you brought this one up before, but I did. I do think it got this uh, got delayed from like April or May to October. Yeah, at this point, so that'll still be forthcoming. There's a Gundam Evolution uh, first-person shooter action free play free-to-play game. That's that's crazy. I'm gonna circle back to this this news here because it's my favorite. Uh, a game called Gigabash is coming. There's a remake of a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighter game. Uh, there's a game called Trek to Yomi that really looked like almost some kind of like Ghost of Tsushima side side story almost, but it looked very cool. I'm not gonna cool. enter my birthday every time here. This is very annoying. Um, but it looked it looked nice. It's like a side scrollery, um, uh, you know, historical Japan kind of game. So. Curious to see more about that one. Returnal's getting an update this month that adds co-op and some Tower of Sisyphus mode, which looked pretty crazy. Tower um, of Syphilis. Yes. The Diofield Chronicle is a game that was announced uh, with uh, very... It, it, it's like a tactics-y kind of game, tactical battle situation. It looks really um, pretty. It is very pretty looking. It looks almost like a newer, uh, you know, if if triangle is it, strategy is it wasn't Phoenix? wasn't yeah, if triangle strategy was not HD two D, it would have looked like this in like a full you know graphics engine that kind of thing. Uh, Valkyrie like, Elysium. This, that looks like they may end up using that for the front mission. I bet they use that for that same engine for front mission games moving forward. That's entirely possible. Uh, Valkyrie Elysium is another game that I think is in, yeah, it's in the same vein of the Valkyrie Profile games from, like, PlayStation 1 uh, and PSP. So they're kind of reviving that action RPG stuff for a new game. Uh, Obviously, I don't know how connected it'll be to those old games, but I'm thinking that the invocation of the Valkyrie series, I think, will give certain people uh, some excitement. It looks very nice. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like a near action RPG, near automata kind of yeah, thing. So meets like uh, like Xeno Saga or something. Yeah, yeah. But the most important news, in my opinion, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection is coming later this year. This game includes thirteen arcade and classic Turtles games. Including games like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, uh, Hyperstone Heist, Turtles in Time, all the great stuff and all of that, of course. It's got the Tournament Fighters games, which I heard were not so great. But the thing that was exciting to me, it includes TMNT3 Radical Rescue, which is a Game Boy game. But apparently it's a Metroid-style game where you play as Michelangelo. And you huh. learn new abilities to like open up more of the map. That sounds amazing to me. Uh, so yes, I'm going to use my PlayStation Five to play a Game Boy game on my OLED TV, <laughs> and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> so that's everything that came out of the state of play. A couple other quick hits here: Guardians of the Galaxy is out on Xbox Game Pass as of this recording. People should check that out if they would like. Um, and then Resident Evil in in video game or PlayStation next current gen 
I guess next-gen upgrade news. Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7 are getting Xbox Series X and PS5 updates, which is great. Those games are awesome. They're going to look amazing with uh, with PS5 yeah, visuals. Wow. I, I wonder, does, is, are they, is it going to upgrade the VR version too for PS5? I don't think so yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if when PSVR 2 comes out, they will say, hey, they, Resident Evil 7 is now playable. have updated it. With, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So I don't think it's going to change what the VR experience currently is, um, but it might in the future. Yeah, and those games are already unbelievably good looking. I can't even imagine how they're going to look on on next gen. Like they looked yeah. great on PS4. Absolutely. Um Dying Light is getting a free PS5 upgrade as well. Very cool. The original it's Dying also, Light. Yes, the first game. Uh and Xbox versions will get upgrades as well. Um and then that's pretty much it. John, I know you posted this one about Square Enix opening YouTube music channels for Final Fantasy and Nier and more. Yeah, I, I mean, apparently I they, had, they had Spotify for ones for a while, but um, maybe all that Joe Rogan nonsense got Square Enix to be like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> like pump the brakes on Spotify. And then they're like, let's open a YouTube <laughs> music channel. Entirely Either way, possible. like I don't use Spotify. I use YouTube music. So I'm pretty excited to like go to work and turn on all the Final Fantasy music and have everybody be like, you fucking weeb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to check out the library there. But the last thing was Star Wars Eclipse. The game from David Cage's studio uh, is probably coming out in 2027 or 2028 because they can't hire enough people to work on it. But I need to step away. You can finish the show without me real quick and I'll be right back. You're all done? I'm done. All done with news? All right. Yes. Well, everybody, that's it for news. We covered a lot of Elden Ring here. Hopefully, Brian and Alex will be more into Elden Ring by next episode, and they'll want to talk about how awesome it is. Um, But I don't really know. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check it out at MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., Alan K., Dave Steele, and Corey Z. for their contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call SideQuest. We we record SideQuest after this current episode that we're recording. Uh, we release it to our patrons the next day. But uh, if you don't feel like paying the Patreon to get it sooner, you can get it in the news in our normal podcast feed the following week. So it comes out in our off weeks of main episodes. So don't feel obligated to do the Patreon, but we do appreciate it. It does help us pay for hosting and things like that because we do host this ourselves. Um, And yeah, uh, as always, we do appreciate feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe to our Twitch channel using your free Amazon Prime subscription because uh, you get one a month that you get to have to keep re-upping every single month, which is a little bit annoying, but you can do that, and it gives us a little bit of money for free. It doesn't cost you anything addition in addition to your normal Prime subscription that you pay for. Uh, you just have to keep doing it every month, which is super annoying. But anyways, um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next. Alex was talking about Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm a little bit interested in playing that. It seems pretty cool. I'm probably going to just keep playing Elden Ring. Um, I don't know. Gran Turismo 7 also came out. I'm kind of yeah. interested in having like a, a racing sim to kind of chill out with. Um, plus, I just think it would be fun to have like friends to race with, you know, if they if we can do like, I'm assuming we can do like 
friend races or like ghost racing or something probably like that, so. i'm very interested in picking that up it'll definitely happen at some point it's just yeah. a matter of whether i feel it's worth the money right now since i have two other giant games to play but it'd be nice to mix things up with some racing here and there for sure so who knows lots of games coming out it's uh it's been a really stacked february and march and indeed uh, I mean, I guess that's what we get for having like a whole year off of gaming, sort of. Pretty like much. We got, we got like some a year and okay. A half. We got a, a couple of okay games over the past two years, and then now we're getting a bunch of games that got delayed. And they're so far so good, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, there weren't any major issues with Horizon. I feel like that launched no. and everybody was happy with it. And, uh, you know, Elden Ring launched and PC players are pissed, but everybody else seems okay, you know? They must not be that pissed, because like I said, I got a bunch of people on my Steam friends list that just keep playing it every night anyways. Yeah. I, I'd be curious to know like what the hardware issue is that's causing people to be to have like bad experiences. Maybe I'm it's just like older. Probably having garbage computers. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll see you guys next time. Not sure what we're talking about yet, but, uh, you know, if you join the Patreon, you can talk to us and tell us what to talk about. You can talk directly to everybody on the show through the Discord. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much, everybody. Peace. Peace.